listening at home, if you're keeping up with the show, me and Justin may have said, oh, I'm Cayman Cruz, by the way, and this is my uh, my co-host, Justin Reese. Yo. Oh, bringing a, a new vibe to the show today, huh? Big Willie style. No, okay. <laughs> last last week, you may have heard us say that we're going to um to do our Batman movie this week uh, and finally wrap up Nightwatch. We lied to you. Not intentionally, but we did. It's my fault, again, as most things are on this <laughs> podcast. All right. I was also busy last week. We wouldn't have been able to get it done last week. Yeah. This week, you're going out of town, so we mm. don't have time yeah. to finish up what we're doing. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, today we're just going to kind of, uh, we're going to talk about the Oscars. Not in its entirety. You remember Fishtails? Fishtails? Is that what it's called? Shark Tail? Shark Tail? My fault. God. Yikes. That's crazy. You remember Oscar from Shark Tale? Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice actor that played Oscar uh, in a Shark Tale, or whatever it was called, was at the Oscars. He was nominated for something. Um, and he got up there, and he smacked Chris Rock upside the head just it was it was insane i saw the video and it was crazy big willy style (laughs) (laughs) so we were like you know getting ready to come to the studio tonight oh man and i texted you all caps and said willard and you didn't know what i was talking about i thought i thought he won Best actor, which he, did. he eventually did. He did. <laughs> it was not After the order he of events. Chris Rock across the face at the Oscars. Now to give some backstory, uh, Chris Rock was making jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, mm-hmm. um, about her bald head, and she has alopecia. So you know, done in very poor taste on national television. And while it's not okay to uh, commit violent acts either in private or in front of, you know, live national television and multiple countries, uh, you know, sometimes people get slapped. So that happened today. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, Wow. I... Let me tell you what I was doing before before I left while you were yep. while you were texting me about that. So I decided to boycott the Oscars this year. Right. Um, because they cut out so many categories that are like very important, <laughs> like in, in, in like yeah. integral to, to filmmaking. You know, like uh uh what is it, best score, best costuming hair and makeup editing etc um sound yeah Yeah. um cinematography i think yeah i'm not i might not uh, yeah it was just but like everything that like matters (laughs) you know the things that you need to make movies yeah 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 yeah. like sure best like i mean of course no disrespect to any of the actors or you know performers whatnot but like come on it's a part of it's a part of the Oscars like dying, you know, uh, uh, 
presence, right? Because people yeah. like people have been tuning out of the Oscars the past couple of years. So yeah, like, how do we make people watch it right more? Now. But like, but like, if that's just double down on like the the artistry and like the filmmaking and whatnot, like nobody nobody nobody's tuning in just to see so and so present with so and so. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. I mean, doesn't some matter. people are. That's why they're doing. Yeah, but like but... that's that's like such like a like a like a niche, like percentage of why people watch the oscars right i mean it's become like a i don't know i mean it's it's not about movies anymore you know what i mean yeah it's purely about celebrity yeah which is which is frustrating i mean hey look i love to watch celebrities strut up and down the red carpet in like some fly clothes and whatnot but like that's not why i'm watching the oscars (laughs) yeah no that's what the the met gala is for and stuff like that yeah yeah um, so I, I decided not to watch because of that and I was at home <clears throat> and on, on Freeform, you know, the channel Freeform, um, yeah. formerly ABC family. Yeah. Uh, Rest Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Curse of the Black Pearl was playing and I put it on and I let it go for like two minutes before I was like, nah, let me just hop over to Disney plus and put this on. Right. So I put it on on Disney plus and I was like, man. This is a good movie, you know. Seen this movie a million times. Good movie. Um, I love Captain Jack Sparrow's introduction. Yeah. Um, I can see that. I feel like this is might this might be a topic to go into later, but I I feel like there there's a like they use Star Wars as a little bit of a template, at okay. least for the for the for the the three main characters. Um, but we'll we'll circle back to that maybe. Um. And what is it? I was also doing laundry because I have to, I have to, you know, do my, like, get my clothes together and stuff. I was putting for, clothes away, actually, when it happened. That's funny. crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, so I was sorting through my laundry and I just get a text from you because I know the Oscars going on and I'm like, like, pan, like Twitter, whatever, right? Um, and you text me Willard. And I texted you, Willard. And my brain first went to Fred Willard, the actor who passed away a couple years ago, and I was like, "Why would Why would Cam be texting me about Willard, Fred Willard, right?" And I was like, "Nah, Will Will Smith? Oh, did Will Smith win? Are they doing Best Actor right?" Because I didn't. I, mean, honestly, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to time, right? And you were like, "No, no, 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 no. Let me let me show you. Let me show you." And I was like. What happened, right? Yeah. And so I hopped on Twitter and I was looking around and then I saw and then you DM me the thing. And I read the caption which was like uh, Will Smith moment uh uncensored on Australian television whatever, right? And I was like what what happened? So I see Will walking on stage and I'm like Oh, is he going up to accept his award from from Chris Rock or whatever? And then I see, and I was like, my whole my whole energy shifted for the rest of the night. <laughs> I I paused. I what is it? My mom was in the bathroom at the time. I went to go tell her. I was like, Ma, Will Smith just smacked Chris Rock on on national television. Mm-hmm. She was like, what? And I was like, let me show you. And I showed it to her. And then she came outside. 
And we were sitting down. I had to pause Pirates of the Caribbean. And I just left Pirates of the Caribbean pause for the whole time because I could not <laughs> stop thinking. Just all I did for the past past several hours before hopping in here was just look on Twitter. You and I have just been looking on Twitter, just on oh social media the whole time. Oh, my God. Because everyone is going crazy, right? Because there's a lot. I don't think this is the place to really unpack it. But yeah, there's yeah. a there's a lot there's a lot to go over here. Um, Your takeaway from this should be uh, there was a wild thing that happened at the Oscars. Uh, ableism is bad, and uh, slapping people in the face on national television is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that should be your takeaway. Yeah, and it's Twitter, so Twitter's gonna make jokes. And Twitter's gonna make jokes. jokes. Twitter's also gonna make bad takes. <laughs> Horrendous takes. Yeah. Horrendous takes. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of bad takes from white people. Uh, we don't want your input right now. So I mean, some people have had some 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 yeah, white yeah. people have had some some things to say, but even then, I'm still like, I really don't want to hear from you right now. Um, yeah, man, I, 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 I just, I just genuinely can't believe this. Just. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy that this happened. And I think, because of course, on one hand, I get it why he did that, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, but also, he shouldn't have done it. No. <laughs> like, there's no. no, there's no, like, real justified reason for him not not i shouldn't say justified like any scenario in which that would have been okay right i mean there's like a couple well yeah but i but just in but the, yeah like ugh, it's oh, it would man. it would have to but be i get it i get why he did it right? yeah, yeah, yeah and there's a lot of people who are trying to make this into I just I feel it's too soon to jump to like the right answer right now right yeah like the in happened. like in totality like this is what should have happened right I mean none of this should have happened of course that's mm-hmm. the only that's the only like right answer that can that can you know be be stated or whatever right but I've seen lots of people jumping to like because I I I couldn't bring myself to watch his his speech for his for his, his Nah, I couldn't bring myself to watch his acceptance speech for his Oscar because he addresses it and he's very emotionally charged and all that because I'm 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 going to feel a certain way because there's part of me that's going to like cringe because it's so uncomfortable and awkward and whatnot. Um, but this, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, he says he says love will make you do crazy things. And people keep jumping to that's a, that's abuser speak, which it is, right? Yeah. But I'm like, this is not the time to be calling him out, like to call, be saying Will is an abuser or whatnot, right? Right. Yeah. Especially when the scenario is he jumped to defend, um, you know, his wife's honor, which is like total like macho bullcrap yeah, at man. the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because um, this was not the way to go about it. No. This was not the way to go about it at all. He could have um, gone on stage and said something. Yeah, yeah. And I and I even saw somebody, I, I told you, I even saw somebody say the fact that he 
just smacked him and didn't just lay him out on the mm-hmm. on the on stage says a yeah. lot. Right. Like it was calculated even though it was a rash decision, right? Um and my mom even said she was like, That's not like a like a like a I'm a I'm a F you up smack. Right. That's a no. like how dare you like you should be ashamed of yourself thing, right? Um That was see, this is the intention there is I'm putting you in your place. That's mm-hmm. that's what it was. Very mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. Um Yeah. I think we should bring back people wearing gloves out in public. I knew you were going to say that. I so that he could that. take it off and challenge him to a duel like the yeah. old days. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, like, you know, that that could have worked. We got to bring back some of those old customs. You saying you want to go back to the old days when things were simple? We're brown. We can't go back to the old I days. I know. That's why, that's why I was saying it. That's why I was saying it. Um... I was born the wrong generation. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, no, but... And I've seen other people jump to say, like, oh, it's crazy when you see somebody... Because I've seen, I've seen a couple... By a couple, I, like, genuinely, like, mean, like, two. For people being, like... When you see somebody who's um, been rumored to be, like, an awful person behind the scenes or whatever... And then they are an awful person, like, in front of everybody, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is, I'm like, stop. Yeah. This is, once again, just not the time. It's, it's like, too much too soon, right? Yeah. Also, once again, both those both those tweets were from white people. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it's man. so much jump, it's so much jumping to, like, taint the character of somebody when they already did right. enough work to taint their image as, as, as is. Yeah. Right? It's just it's it's awful. It's it's really horrendous. But I also I don't want to let Chris Rock get away with it. Like Chris Rock. No. Yeah, no. He, that's a... What is it? Cuz cuz Chris Rock took the the slap well. Like he handled that He did. Part he handled with, the situation with, well. Yes. Cuz he didn't, you know, he didn't lose his full composure, right? But then Will's like keep Keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth, right? Yeah. And he said, bro, it was just a G.I. Jane joke. And I'm like, come on, dude. Really? Really? You gonna try a minute? Like, come on. I Come on. Because for people who don't know, well, like you said earlier, uh, uh, yeah. Jada has alopecia. Right. Um, Which is, I believe it's an autoimmune disorder, right? Yeah. So she's she's dealing with medical issues. She's like she's disabled, right? That's right. a disability. There's it's one thing to like make jokes about someone. It's it's the difference between punching up and punching down. That's yes. what it is. Cuz it's Chris Rock up there punching down at a woman who is dealing with a medical issue and being like, "Haha, it's a funny joke." Exactly. And then when he gets called out for it, it's still going, "Haha, it's a funny joke." And it's like First off, G.I. Jane, it's not that funny to begin it's with. Not it's, not great, it's not that it's funny. It's not a great people, reference. Well, yeah, no, and some people have been like, that's a rather tame joke, right? And I'm like, yeah, but consider the circumstances of, right. of why, the, of why he can make that joke. It's the joke. It's the way that, you know, like, yeah. what are you trying to say with this? Because it's not that funny a joke to begin with, especially from Chris Rock, who's been a comedian for forever. Yeah. 
Like, you could have come up with these. I know it's the Oscars, right? But you could have come up with better material. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh. Yeah. It's such a wild thing between, like, scrolling on Twitter and laughing at memes and then being like, all right, time to get into ethics. And then seeing another (laughs) meme and laughing again and then being like, man, this is a messed up situation for everyone involved. You know? I just, man. But the 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 thing, because people keep bringing this up, because people can tell if it was real or not, because obviously there's that initial shock of like, did that just happen? Yeah. And people were going through the clip, and they're like, they cut to Will and Jada, and Will is laughing. Yeah, initially. When he says it, and then Jada is very clearly like upset, and like as she should be. Um. And I just I want to know what happened in those in those like the brief moment off camera because. I want to know if Will looked at her and realized what just happened or if he had a moment to really register the joke himself and decide that this was the course of action, right? Right. Or I wonder how much of it is like, here I am, uh, you know, on camera, everybody's eyes are on us Mm -hmm. and then going, huh, he can't get away with that, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get a, a tell all documentary in like two years. It's fine. Red table. Red table. Red table talk. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's such a it's such an it's awful. This is just an awful it's, set it's of wild. circumstances. Cause it's like it's a terrible thing to happen, but it's such a like live television moment that's gonna be yeah. talked about forever. Yeah. And there's so many funny jokes going on about it at the same time and it's like yeah. I'm laughing at this. And I'm also like, yikes. Yeah, Pete Ramsey was like, I'm making jokes, but like, this is this is really upsetting. Yeah, no, he's he's 100% right. Because mm-hmm. I like also just imagine whatever like repercussions this is just going to have from racist academy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, academy, what's the word I'm looking for? Members, just racist academy members. Like, oh yeah, no, we can't we can't we can't have them do that again to us, right? Like it's such a it's uh, there's so there's so much at at stake here. Yeah. <laughs> that that doesn't involve the 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 parties involved. <laughs> this is the most two men with the podcast thing that we've discussed so far. Is it? I think so. Mm. How should a man defend his woman's honor? <laughs> I I mean, if you want to boil it down to that, sure. Yeah. No, I know. Like, obviously, that's not the angle we're yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. at all. But it's funny to think about, like, a stereotypical dude podcast being like, I think, as a Our man. team will. Right. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no. I... <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Maybe we'll shut the Oscars down. I don't want to. There's always something, something just awful with the Oscars. And I and I say yeah. to somebody who who has loved the Oscars for a very long time, right? Obviously, I know that's because I'm I'm our resident film bro friend, right? <laughs> Even if I'm not. Uh, I I don't proclaim to be a film bro. Yeah, you're not. You're not um, actually a film bro. That's just the bit. Yeah. We gotta call you um, a film bro. Yeah. Um, but I've I've always loved the Oscars because I I love to see 
you know, I love to see artistry celebrated and, you know, represented and see, like, there's a lot of, there, bro, there's a lot of, like, excellent things that happen tonight at the Oscars. Like, Ariana DeBose won an Oscar. She's the first openly queer person of color to yeah, win an I Oscar. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, she was great in Lost Night Story. She was. Um, Lost Night Story made me mad because it's Romeo and Juliet, but... Which which I spoke to Ash about last night, and I'm very, yeah. I'm I'm like confused, but also I get it at the same time. But that's I don't I don't think that's talk for the podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. Need um, it. It's just like Romeo and Juliet always inspires this feeling of rage in me of like because they're stupid. So stupid, yeah, yeah. But like there's it's, but like there's that's great the point. Parts to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's great parts to the story. Everybody loves Tybalt and Mercutio, and you know all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, at the end of the day, Romeo and Juliet makes me upset. Oh yeah, and me so, too. Even I was like, I I had that I had that feeling in high school because I read it again and I was like, yeah, I was like, these two are just complete morons. Like, like, am I what am I supposed to feel here? And everybody, at least for, like from what I could gauge in class, was like, you know, like, oh yeah, Romeo and Juliet, whatever. But I was so absorbed into like, why am I supposed to root for them? Like, it's still that part. Of adolescence when you're learning, like, if you should root for your main character, what you're supposed to be feeling and not, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the other Um, thing is, like, culturally, everybody acts like Romeo and Juliet are a good example of love. Yes, that was also also the thing. Because everyone always, you know, uses them as as an example. And I'm like, but, like, these are two random horny teenagers. Yeah. Like, they're like, we're going to get married like what but i mean i i love going back to what we were talking about earlier uh with being born the wrong generation i really hope there's some like new york latinos like young kids <laughs> watching this who are like oh my gosh back then look at the dresses look at you know mm, look at this dance and thinking mm, this would have been good for us man just that idea is very funny to me yeah um oh man Circling back, but yeah, Ariana DeBose won an Oscar for yeah. Best Supporting. And then, I, I'm not sure of his name, but um, the supporting actor for uh, uh, in, in CODA, um, which CODA, I believe, stands for Children of Deaf Adults, I think. Um, mm. But he's, but, but uh, the supporting actor for that movie won an Oscar and he's the first deaf person to win an Oscar. That's awesome. Um, and so it was just like, there's plenty of things that are like, this was great. Also, I still haven't seen Dune, but Dune like swept for the most part. Yeah. I still need to um, see it. I'm reading the book right now. Yeah. Um, made some progress today. Feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. So it's just, it's really upsetting. Like this, like just this, this such like, glimmers of like greatness stuck in in absolutely yeah. monstrous oscars this year it, because... it also like Questlove won an award for and his that documentary? was like the moment what's up for his documentary yeah yeah, yeah yeah and that's the moment that this happened during and it's like that sucks so much that you know imagine you are an artist in a different um, medium by trade mm-hmm. and you win one of the most prestigious awards in a different medium for something you created mm-hmm. and then that moment is destroyed by like 
the dude's having a man moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's so wild. Yeah. I I expected us to have more jokes to make, but like we've had time to sit with it, and we're just like, man. Yeah, it's really it's really it's sad. Just, it sucks. Um, it does. Um. Apparently, because what is it? My mom just sent me something. Um. Apparently, Chris and Will. Well, at least Will has some beef with Chris, because he's made he's made some jokes about uh, Jada before. The one the one that they use in this example was. Um. What is it? Because he hosted the Oscars in two thousand and five. Mm. and Jada was boycotting the ceremony due to a lack of diversity. And this is way before, you know, like hashtag Oscar. So white and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what is it? It says Hollywood did not take the complaint seriously. Rock took the issue seriously, but made of Pinkett Smith's announcement saying Jada boycotting Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Man, that's yeah. Shut up. And I <laughs> and I also and I also read that he that he said some some other stuff. Or yeah. but I but I have no other, I have no further evidence to like back up that claim. So I don't know. But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if if there was something that built up. You can't just just from that one thing. You can't just go up there and and do what you did on national television. Right. Yeah. 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 But like All I said, right, I've seen, hard. I've also seen a, oh, I was going to say, like I said, I've seen a lot of other dumb takes from, from white people who were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, like demonizing and criminalizing Will way too much in my opinion. Right. It's so, I, like, so I'm, I, it's I'm not okay it. to assault someone. It's not. Very, very obviously, duh. I saw but at what the is same it, time, right? like, there's just this. There's this air of, well, a man must defend his wife that, like, people would let other people get away with. Mm-hmm. By other people, I mean white men. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wouldn't have been a problem. Mm-hmm. So. Like, if this, yeah, because if this was, if this was between two white people, completely different conversation. Yeah. Right? And you know there's no way if a white comedian had said that. Will would have been angry for sure. Mm-hmm. Will and Jada would have been angry for sure, but Will would not have gone up there and no, like you can't so. you can't even be Will Smith and do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So just yeah, but um. Oh, what was I about to say? I was about to say something. Oh no, yeah. So like Ra- Rahul Kohli was like, yeah, no, nah, that's assault. Like that's like so incredibly disrespectful and you know like he's like i get that he's like he made he made a very poor like a joke in completely poor taste but that does not excuse him going up there and smacking him right and it was like he should be he should be ejected from the ceremony right and then you got jed apatow he's like oh he's so violent and dangerous he could have killed him blah 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 should have should never have done that. And I've seen plenty of other white people who are just like, he can't do blah blah blah. And I'm like, bro. Yeah. I'm like, you just waiting for the chance. You just waiting for right. the chance. I, yeah. That's our uh celebrity news segment that we do every week. 
So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming. Yeah. Um Yeah, man. <sighs> All right. Where do we go from here? Uh nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. Yeah. We're here to talk I hope, about I hope Disney somebody Oh, not that. No, I'm kidding. I hope somebody just to, to tackle like the Oscars as a whole again. I hope somebody in charge like gets their head straight and realizes that this should be a show about celebrating the artistry of filmmaking of film. and not it's just a, yeah, and not just some some celebrity power hour thing. Right. I this is something that we had talked about um, before, but. I always love seeing people create things in a visual medium. Yeah. Because, like, I am a writer, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I write things and, you know, try and elicit emotions from people and get them to picture things in their head and yeah. do all kinds of stuff like that. And with you're pretty words. good at it. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but But that's my craft and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And so when I see other people do examples of good writing, I'm always like, wow, that's really amazing. But yeah. oftentimes I'll harp on good visuals. And what I said to you is like, the reason for that is I think the difference between, you know, whenever whenever I sit and comment on someone's visuals, I become uh, an audience member at a magic show, right? Mm-hmm. And I see the trick and I don't know how it works. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible, you know? Mm-hmm. Versus when I see some really good writing, it's like, maybe I, you know, I can't write like that, obviously, for certain things, but it's like, I, I know the trade. I know how it works. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know how you did the trick, but I know how to do tricks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like different specialties, different specialties. So I love watching. That's why I love animation so much. That's why I love, you know, picking up on cinematography and films and certain shots and angles and stuff and mm. visual storytelling mm. because it's like sometimes I, I write out lines that represent those things, mm. you know, but being able to like create the environment to tell a story without any words and the magic that there is in that. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I, I just love art so much. I find it so, so interesting the ways that, you know, you can, make other people experience emotion yeah and i love feeling those emotions i love you know storytelling in a a broad general sense Mm. um and just like to think that there's a whole academy of famous filmmakers and actors and people who work in this medium who are like how do we get as many views of people looking at celebrities talking to each other as we can what are the youths into dj khaled yeah Hmm. he didn't do he 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 didn't do what i wanted him to do which was present two different categories that way he could say another one another one one. yeah instead i think he like introed the oscars and then just disappeared we the best movies we the best movies that's gonna be the name of his production company (laughs) i'm surprised dj Khaled hasn't gotten into movies anyway that's very true. Yeah. Um, Oscars do better. Um, I hope that this situation is resolved 
Yeah, me too. As best as it can be. Because it's this very disheartening. <laughs> so. Yeah. What you been up to? In your in your off time, what's going on with you, Cam? In my off time, yeah. Um, I've been reading Dune. You've been reading Dune. Dune. You're Frank you're Herbert. Arrakis. You're Dune. My Arrakis. Yeah. Um, I have gotten almost to the point. So I've tried to begin Dune multiple times and just fallen off for one reason or another. But I haven't yeah. physically owned the book until now, right? Yeah. So now that I physically own the book, um, I'm actually going to finish it because I've enjoyed it every time I've tried. Yeah. Over the course of my several years of like borrowing it from the library and, you know, mm-hmm. using one of those library apps to like get an audio book and whatever random ways I've tried to consume Dune before. Yeah. Then the movie came out and I'm like, all right, I'm really going to do it this time. And I started the audiobook again and I got further than I've ever gotten. <laughs> And then I fell off again. So I'm like, I'm buying the book and I'm just doing this. I'm doing this. Okay. Okay. So I have the book now. I'm reading the book. I'm almost at the point where I haven't read any of the stuff yet. Yeah. But just the way that Frank Herbert writes scenes, the way that he writes like interactions between t- between people, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see the movie because there's so much stuff that happens in like subtext. Yeah. During social situations. Um, there's like a dinner. I don't even know if the scene will be in the movie at all. But like, I don't know how to communicate all the underlying things that are going through characters' heads mm-hmm. as these simple conversations are happening, right? Yeah. And it's like, that is so much of who certain characters are and what abilities they have and the ways that they interact with the world happens in like this subtext. So I'm really interested in the movie to see how yeah. it is. Um, when I'm still very far from the end of the book, (laughs) um, but it's really good. I'm, I'm finally at like a a comfortable reading pace with it where it's like, all right, now I know how to read Dune. Mm -hmm. Cause the issue I was having is like all of these words that I've never seen before, or, you know, (laughs) I, I don't have understandings or meanings for and all that, Yeah, which we've talked about multiple times. Yeah. But like. I'm finally in the zone where I'm like, okay, Dune, I got it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed reading today, but then I got caught up doing other stuff. But I can't wait to see the movie. I hope it's good. I, I mean, it won a bunch good. of Oscars. Yeah. It's got a bunch of really good actors that I like. Yeah. There's like no Middle Eastern people in the movie, even though it's based off Middle Eastern culture. But yeah. <laughs> what can you do? I remember oh, when before the movie came out and all the cast was announced, I was like looking through and I was like, Hmm, I don't something about the wrong kind of seasoning, (laughs) the wrong kind of seasoning. Yeah. There are, there are, there are a few actors of color in the movie. Well, Oscar Isaac, uh, Jason Momoa, Zendaya, um, Zendaya. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them in there, Yeah, but it's like, you couldn't have found some some Middle Eastern people to play these characters mm-hmm. that are based deeply in Middle Eastern culture. Yeah, it'd be like that, unfortunately. Yeah, 
Yeah. How do you pronounce that director's name? Uh, I say Denis Villeneuve. Okay. Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis yeah, Villeneuve. I yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that he was just like you know brown people and yeah. <laughs> just scattered yeah. some brown folks in there. Yeah, Duncan Idaho is described as dark in the book. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Duncan Idaho. Duncan Idaho. Very good name. What a name. Yeah. Duke Leto. Dune. My Dune. I can't wait to see it. No, stop. (laughs) He was Um, too busy being Morbius. Morpheus, Orpheus. Are you going to see Morbius? That trailer looked like it was going to be good. Not yeah, like I, good, see, good. Tra- tra- well, yeah. Trailers don't really sell so me anymore. I like there's. I'm like, dang, that's a good trailer. I hope the movie's good. You know. I I probably won't see it like in theaters necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Unless there's people who are like, you want to go see Morbius, and I'll be like, all right. I, yeah, it feels like the kind of movie you have to go see with like some friends because if it's bad, then you're gonna be like, yo, what? And you're just gonna be like memeing it the whole time. Yeah. Like, I'd go see Morbius with Rachel. Yeah. But I don't even know if that'd still be the right movie to go see see with Rachel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I round up my uh, little group of white friends that I hang out with sometimes. <laughs> like, Let's go see Morbius. I love them. They're not listening right now anyway. It's fine. I got, I got two white friends. Yeah. Neither of which listen to this podcast. <laughs> nice. Dude. What what have you been up to? Me? Yeah. Um, too much arguably. Mm. You know. I've been uh what is it? I've been trying to work my way through Horizon Forbidden West. I'm almost forty hours in and like thirty something percent done with the with the game. Um, it's a struggle. Uh, it's holding me back from playing every other thing that I want to play, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get through it. Um, I'm in a weird spot with video games right now. Yeah. Cause you won't play any of the games that I said you should play and keep playing Metroid. Stop. Stop. Okay. First off, I haven't touched Metroid for a while. Don't so do what you've been doing then? Um, okay, well, let me, let me describe my problem to the people, because I've got a bunch okay. of really good games that I like that I'm playing, Yeah. right? I've got Mass Effect, which I've started, and I'm enjoying it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got Disco Elysium, which you bought me, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, great game, I love it so much, you know, all that yeah. tabletop role-playing stuff, it's fantastic, that's my jam. Yeah. Um, I'm playing Skyward Sword, uh, which I've been playing forever, but... That's a Zelda, playing. ain't it? Yes, it's a Zelda. Um, but there's like a lot of puzzles in that. So like yeah. story games and games that require me to use a lot of brain power right now. That is not the zone I'm in when I'm trying to play video games these days. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing a lot of like shooters, which I can empty my mind and just like listen to a podcast or put some YouTube on or maybe yeah. even watch a show while I just mindlessly uh fire a gun at some yeah. pixels on the screen and it's like 
I want to get back to story stuff. I finished mm -hmm. Telltale Batman because I was like, I need to get Batman out of my system right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, finish Telltale Batman, was... which I loved. Yeah, that was the way to close that chapter for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we... I finished BTAS. Yeah, we still have to close that chapter uh, for the podcast, but we'll get there. Honestly, throw the whole episode away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the hours of work we spent yeah. in making this Batman movie. People don't need it. By We're going to really make this like, movie. Like five. Yeah, it's probably like five hours by now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shooters. Maybe more because that one night we were like in it, you know? Yeah, but then after a certain point we stopped working on it, we just hanging out. Yeah, but that point was when he, we decided that we weren't recording that night. That's true. So it was really <laughs> late. Yeah. Anyway, play good video games. I will. I'm going to. My issue is I just don't know what to get back to at the moment or like what I'll be in the mood for. Cause mm -hmm. I didn't mention, I have like, I'm replaying Metroid Dread for the second time. Yeah. I did a sequence break in there. My first time doing a sequence break in a Metroid game. Uh, if you don't understand what that means, don't worry about it. It's, it's not important, but like, I felt really good about that mm -hmm. and the playthrough is going well and I'm enjoying myself, but I need to think to play Metroid, even though I've already beaten it. Yeah. So it's like my brain was not in the zone for that. Um, I have the Breath of the Wild DLC where it's like, solve my riddles three to get your spirit orbs. And like, I'm also not in the zone for that. Yeah. So, you know, it's just been. Um, oh, I also have to finish Star Wars Republic Commando because I have Knights of the Old Republic, which I want to start. I have the Wolf Among Us, which I want to start. And after I finished Telltale Batman, I was like, will I jump on this right now? And then thought of the big backlog of games I have and said, hmm, probably not, huh? Loser. All right, that's unnecessary. Uh, McKenna has forbidden me from playing Wolf Among Us without her watching. I was told about this, and yeah. I feel bad for you. <laughs> She's I'm never going to hear this. I'll never yeah. bring it up. It's yeah, she's not going to listen to this. She don't funny. listen to our podcast. It doesn't and if matter. she ever finds out about this, it'll be like a month, or a couple months, really, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it lines up exactly with when I start the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that Parker luck, baby. Yeah. There's a new season of Atlanta out, and I haven't started it yet. Can't believe you. Ah, oh, I'm so mad at you. Why are you mad at I'm me? I'm so mad at you, because I need you to be on top of this, because we have to be able to talk about Atlanta at the same time. We do, we do. I'll, I'll watch it this week. All right, cool, cool, cool. I'll check it out. Um, What's it good. on right now? It's on Hulu? It's on Hulu, yeah. All right, cool. All the FX stuff comes to Hulu, like, the day after, or, like, right after it airs. Nice. All right, yeah, yeah I'll check that out. I still um, need to see the lighthouse. I really want to see the lighthouse. Yeah, I, yeah. We, we we both have to get to the lighthouse at some point. Let's watch it together. No. Tomorrow. No. No. You hate me. I do.
I'm gonna do to you what Will Smith did to Chris Rock at the Oscars. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. You're on thin ice right now, mister. Um, Oh my gosh. That's awful. That's bad. I'm a bad person. You are a bad person. You're a bad person because you haven't watched Atlanta. I will watch Atlanta. I'll watch it. What was I going to say? New season's pretty good. Um, It's Atlanta. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, of course. Even like the lesser episodes of Atlanta are still good. They really are. Yeah. Um. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I. I mean, I have plenty of other games. Like, I still haven't. I haven't beat Sifu. Um, because I need to like be completely in the zone for that. And I started Persona Five Royal. Um, but I also just can't. Anytime I'm like, I would like to play something that is not Apex or something, right? I'm like, I should be playing Horizon because I have to beat Horizon. So it's like preventing me from playing other games. Oh, that, was... that reminds me. I'm sorry what? to interrupt you. But no, you're good. Because Elden Ring came out, I was watching everybody play Elden Ring, right? Right, right. And I was like, oh, Elden Ring looks really cool. I'm like, I'm not dropping $60 on a FromSoft game that I'm not going to beat. Right, because yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, but the itch to play like Elden Ring was so strong, and I was like, you know what? I still have Bloodborne, which I haven't beat. Yeah, I don't think I did beat the first named boss in Bloodborne. Now that I'm <laughs> like looking at, it, I'm pretty sure I didn't because yeah. I definitely got there and I got yeah. him pretty low, but I don't think I beat him. Um, it's funny. But this playthrough has been so funny. Me returning, and like the things that I remember are very funny. Yeah. So it'll be like, all right, that guy's gonna come out from behind there, swinging his axe at this moment. So I'm ready. You know, this thing's gonna happen at this time. But then yeah. it'll be like, I was just using R2 for the heavy attacks and forgot that I could press R1 to do a quick attack. Mm-hmm. And I was like. When I found that out, I did so much better the next playthrough because, duh, obviously, you know. But that means purely based off of timing, I was playing Bloodborne heavy attacks only. (laughs) And then I remembered that I could take my my axe and then make it a really big, long axe and use that to, like, deal damage to hordes of enemies. Yeah. And that made my next playthrough go by really, you know, a lot better. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, if I knew how to play this game like I used to, <laughs> I probably would have gotten to that boss and beat it already. Maybe. Maybe. Once I figured Maybe. out the quick attack thing, there's this like hooded, armored big boy. There's a big beefy boy with a like executioner style weapon. It's kind of an axe, but it's weird. And he's like off in this one corner. So I'm like... I fight him every once in a while when I'm like, I'm I'm not going to make it anywhere this time anyway. I may as well just, you know, see what happens. But when I remembered how quick attacks work, I got him to like a sliver of health. I was like, oh, maybe I am good at this game. <laughs> and then they showed you you weren't? Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. from soft and that's how mm-hmm. it goes. Someday I'm going to start Dark Souls. Yeah, I... 
I I remembered because I was talking. Who was I talking about this with? I I think. Oh, I think I was talking about it with uh with Taylor. Um. I own the remake of Demon Souls. Yes. I own Bloodborne and I own Sekiro. And I played some of original Demon Souls back on the PS3, right? But I have never touched a Dark Souls. And I kind of think it'd be really funny if I played every other FromSoft game that is not Dark Souls. Despite it the fact that really I kind of that I kind of really want to play Dark Souls. But I have now, as you know, I have I have very weird mental blocks that I give myself. Yep, I know. Um, so now I have decided that I am unable to play any FromSoft game unless I start from Demon Souls, and I'm nice. kind of scared to start Demon Souls. Yeah. So. I just I don't know when that's gonna happen. I don't know when I'm gonna play that it, at all. Um, if I do it on stream, I don't know how that's gonna go. Cause mm-hmm. like, I make no promise that I will finish it on stream. You know? Yeah, um, and the primal guttural rage you will experience as you play yeah, that game. Yeah. Yeah. I had to I had to walk away after our last match of Apex last night because I did not want anyone to see me get as mad as I was. Um. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um but I wanna play it. The honestly the the one that I'm the most into out of the, the ones that I've touched is Sekiro. And I think it's because I can like proper stealth people. Mm. <laughs> I was talking about I was talking to Taylor about this. I was like I was like, there's something about that one that really grabbed me because Bloodborne looks cool because it just has a cool aesthetic and then I played it and I was like I don't think this is the time, right? In Demon Souls, I just got too scared to play. But Sekiro, yeah. I spent Sekiro is the one I spent the most time with because I I played it for like a good like five hours and I was like, hmm, maybe I can, maybe I can do this. Um, yeah. Bloodborne, but, the concept behind Bloodborne is cool, and I like you know the era and the ideas. But when I get there, the aesthetic is so like, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it's fine. I know that the FromSoft stuff is going to be gross. Yeah. But like Dark Souls being gross fantasy is something I can get. Yeah. And Elden Ring's gross fantasy is like you know something I can get and all that. But it's I watched a like too much for me. I watch. Uh, Elden Ring looks so dope. I want to play Elden Ring. Oh no! Yeah, it does. But um, I've also seen some like monster designs in there that like physically make me ill. Yeah, man. There's some gross ones that I've seen. You can kill people with a dude's finger. Yeah. It's a big finger, though. Yeah. Have you seen the spider hands? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Ulcerated tree spirit. There's, like, these gigantic gross birds in Bloodborne. Yeah. That are, like, sitting on the floor, and they can't really fly, but they, like, jump at you. They're really gross. Yeah. And I forgot about them when I was playing, and then I got back to it, and I was like... (laughs) Ah, yeah. ah, and I killed them no problem, but it it was uncomfortable. And then there's the big like werewolf beasts yeah. that are really like mangy looking. They're cool. I like and them. I'm like that's crazy because I would definitely write a creature like this, you know? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> this makes me think. Yeah, this makes me think of a a 
realization I had that when it comes to like as I've expressed, very difficult for me to watch horror movies because they will like break my brain. Um, can barely do horror video games, right? Like I'm, I'm, I was terrified to play Resident Evil Seven, and then I got into a groove, and then I couldn't get past the first boss fight, mm-hmm. so I gave up. And I can't even imagine. I'm like, maybe I could do Resident Evil Eight, and then I remember the baby, and I'm like, no, never mind. I'm gonna panic. I'm gonna panic when I get there. Um, PT. Yeah. You remember Couldn't the do PT. PT. Couldn't do PT. No. Couldn't do PT. Um, I can do horror games if I'm like with friends. Yeah, in it's the different. same. Room. It's, it's a different energy. Though. If I'm That's physically the in the same room with you and we're screaming together because stuff yeah. is happening in Outlast, okay. Well, that's I how can... I managed. That's how I managed to get through those first couple of uh, hours in Resident Evil Seven because I was with friends. Yeah, and then I got to the boss fight and I couldn't beat it. And then I tried to tackle it a couple months later without them, and mm-hmm. I just I could I could not do. It, it wasn't scary. No, it was just div- yeah. It was just difficult. But. Yeah, but like I said, so yeah, I can barely do horror video games, but you know what I love, like, without a doubt, without a doubt, I love horror comic books. Yeah. And I didn't really, I didn't really think about it until a couple nights ago, because I was watching, I was watching Pat play this game called Weird West, which comes out next week, and I really want to get it. Yeah, Weird West, I know about this. Yeah, and... It made me think of Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque's uh, American Vampire. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that I read like a significant amount of American Vampire. And I was like, man, that book was so good. And then I thought about I read Severed, which was like a miniseries that um, Zach, not Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder did. Mm-hmm. And I love that one, too. And then I was like, and then I read Animal, excuse me. And then I read Animal Man, the new 52 Animal Man. Mm-hmm. And that one has a lot of gross body horror stuff. And I was like, I was like, wow, I was, re- I'm really into horror comics. And then the thing that got me into Immortal Hulk was like, which I still need to yes. read more of, yes, but was do. like how much like horror influence there is there and like how gross then like new abomination design is and a lot of stuff. And I seen that one transformation that of uh, Bruce to Hulk when like the hands come out of the thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is really cool. And then. What is it? A couple months ago, I bought the first volume of Bitter Root, which is about a group of um, black mo- monster hunters in Harlem in the 1920s. And then I also bought Something Is Killing the Children, which I still need to read. And I was just thinking about it. And I was just I was just thinking about it, and I was like, I really like horror comics. Yeah, I do too. I, it's some there's something about it that it that really triggers like the the chemicals in my brain that I want to feel when I engage in horror things where I'm like, this is really creepy, but it's also really cool at the same time. Um, and so I really want to get back into American vampire and I want to pick up, I need to read Gail Simone's clean room. Yeah. Uh, Friend of the show, Gail Simone. Friend Um, of the show. I wish. Yeah. Um, we're going to make it happen someday. We will get Gail Simone on the show. Yeah. But there's just so much, there's so much like horror comics. Like I, the darkness doesn't really count because it's like gross, stupid, like adult edgy fantasy stuff. But yeah. at, at the same time, it's still, it, there's, there's stuff going on there. I'd argue Spawn is the more mature of the two, but even then Spawn is a little funny. Spawn um, is Tom McFarlane, so like. 
there's only like a smidge difference. Um, but yeah, no, I just, it's, it's, it's really funny to me for that realization. Um, speaking of comic books, I've been reading a lot of comic books lately. Not a lot, a lot, but like more than I have in the past couple of months. Right. Um, so I mentioned Bitterroot. I read the first volume of Bitterroot, and it's really good. The art is really amazing. I have a hard time reading comics sometimes because I don't think I only... I don't process the art hard enough as I do to processing the words. Um, yeah. So sometimes I need to take a minute and slow down. But I blew through Bitterroot Volume 1 in like 40 minutes. <laughs> um, and it's great. I want to read more. I think you should read it. It's really fun. I will, yeah. Um, no, I'll check it out. There are only three volumes, and I and I was trying to figure out if that was like intentional, of like there were only going to be like like a, a limited series, or if it was going to be a full thing. So I can't tell if it got canceled or if that was intentional. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read more of that when I can. I need to read something's killing the children. I think that's what I'll what I'll start next. But the main thing here is that I started reading Tom Taylor's Nightwing. Yes, you did. Which, which we've maybe not on the podcast, but we've talked about like how interested we are in that because he gave me Mark Wade Daredevil vibes, and that run is one of my favorites. It's so good. In fact, it's really funny because the only Marvel trades I own are two Daredevil trades, but neither of them are the Mark Wade stuff. Mm. It's it's Daredevil by uh, <laughs> by Frank Miller and Klaus Johnson. Okay. And then Daredevil Ultimate Collection by uh, Brian Michael Bendis and I think it's Alex Maleev. Let me actually look at the book and see what it says. It does not tell me his his name immediately. I'm going to figure this out. However, the things um, you randomly have in your backpack are so funny to me. It's like well, coming to the I, studio. Well, I left. I left this. I didn't. This was in my backpack. This was in the the stuff I left here to decorate the studio. All right. Well, you. I mean, every time you reach off to the side of that chair, I'm like, what's he? What's he got in there today? Well, there. That, listen, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Anyway, I think it's Alex Maleev. I'll, I'll. I'll get get fire microphone. Come on. I was putting it back. I'll look. Keep my wife's name at your mouth. <laughs> stop. Stop. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, But, yes, it, Daredevil is one of the only Marvel characters I care to collect this stuff. The other one would be Miles Morales. I just haven't, haven't, I haven't collected any of the trades of his stuff, which That's I should. so much Marvel stuff. Um, I have, I, mean, I, have, I have single issues of Marvel stuff. I just don't no, have I've got a lot trades. of Marvel volumes. Yeah, no. Um, um, mostly the the DC stuff. I I still have that DC Universe subscription, so like, yeah. I feel like it's a lot easier to find DC runs that I want to like check out. So okay, yeah, I I was having the same the same realization because I feel I know more DC history than I know Marvel history, but I also I do know Marvel history. I just don't know what the order is and how significant things are. Mm-hmm. Cause you can be like, I can be like, okay, here's all the Batman stuff, right? Yeah. 
or like here's Superman stuff and then here's some Wonder Woman things. This thing happened in a big event. You know, DC loves their big events, right? So does Marvel, but just not to yeah. the same It's degree. a very different style. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I'm like, I don't know what Marvel things to buy that are not new. Because I was like, if I went to go, if I went to the comic book store to buy Marvel trades, I'm like, okay, grab some Miles. Maybe grab some uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan stuff. Yes. Grab some some all-new Wolverine. I need that you know? omnibus so bad. Yeah, no, me too. But that's what I'm saying. Like, most it. of the Marvel stuff that I would grab would be, like, newer things, right? I need you to get the Thor Complete Collection by Jonathan Hickman, that first volume. Yeah, no, because you won't, you won't, you won't let me not be a Thor fan. <laughs> you cannot be a Thor fan, but you need to read that book. I know, I know, but you know what? But you will like that, that just, one. No, yes, yes, I understand. But a thought that just popped in my head, and this, this once again relates to a topic we should discuss on the show at length eventually. I think the reason Daredevil appeals to me so much is because Daredevil. Is a DC character. Here he go again. Just for real. And like I can even be like. And I can even be like. Here's the you know. Like I can trace like his history and his origins. Like I can like Batman or whatever right. But like. He's. He has tragedy after tragedy in his life. That you know defines him. And makes him become a vigilante. Eventually right. He even trains with ninjas too right. Which is more of a Batman thing than just a straight up DC thing until they decided to make everyone train with ninjas in DC. Um, but yeah, we have to write the list. We have to write the list down of DC characters who are really Marvel characters and Marvel characters who are really DC characters. All which right, but... I feel like one is going to be longer than the other. Yeah. But, you know. Listen, never forget that. Uh... Marvel and DC were going to swap She-Hulk and Martian Manhunter. Uh, they were going to have them swap universes temporarily. I don't like that, but I also want to see it at the same time. It's a wild thought, isn't it? Yeah. I Martian would love Manhunter to see John the hang out with Four. the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you... See? 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 Same brain. Can't believe it. It doesn't happen that often on the podcast, but... but... We have to stop hanging out. I can't talk to you anymore. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who? All right. She Hulk and the Birds of Prey would be so dope. Yeah, that would. That oh would. my gosh. That would. Also, imagine She Hulk taking on the uh, uh, Dark Side's female furies. Mm. She Hulk on Themyscira. Yeah. The miniseries. <laughs> you know how. Uh, Dinah takes care of the team in Young Justice. Yeah. I want to see like She Hulk with like 90s comic Young Justice. <laughs> Just like yeah, keeping Bart yeah. in line a little bit. That'd be great. That'd Connor, be great. 90s Connor being a pervert because that I was wish, the thing they did. You know what? It's a really fun idea to do like foreign exchange student uh, DC Marvel characters. Yeah. It is just for like a year. Somebody, somebody, like two people swap. But I, I like that it was like Martian Manhunter and She-Hulk. You know? Yeah, 
I, I think it should be like different characters lesser been. characters. I mean, obviously, you know, Jean is one of my favorites, and everything I've seen with She Hulk, I've loved. But like, yeah. they they're not a they're not the Trinity, right? And I John's mean, a minus. Talking about yeah, yeah. talking yeah. about a listers for Marvel is so funny because the teams that were a list and the characters that were a list are not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like the Fantastic Four and the X Men were the guys for Marvel. Yeah. Which is why they got their movie rights sold. Yeah. And Spider Man was the guy for Marvel, and the Avengers were around. Yeah. They were the other superhero team. The most superhero y superhero team. But you know. Avengers, yeah. Because yeah. it was a bunch of, it was a group of a bunch of different characters. I love well, discovering how much X Men history I don't know. Which is a lot. It's so much because like introduction to X-Men obviously is the 90s animated series, right? That for me, that in the movies, yeah. No, for me, it was the cartoons. And then, yeah, but you don't watch movies. Oh my gosh. You're right. But you know, um, but the 90s animated series and I watched evolution. I watched evolution multiple times as a kid. That was my favorite as a kid. Evolution always made me confused. Oh, I was like, why is this not? I was like, why is this not like the '90s show? What's happening? No, why I, is he I orange? Evolution as a kid, and then I ended up watching it again later and realized that Logan didn't have any body hair and was like, "This is bad." Yeah, by but, that one uh, merit, Rogue is hot and goth. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like X Men cartoons have been my biggest in. To the X-Men. Right? Your Wolverine and the X-Men? Wolverine and the X-Men rocks. I wish yeah. they got to do more stuff. Yeah, and now they just don't make good superhero cartoons anymore. Invincible. I meant like Marvel DC stuff. No, I know. All hey, we man, got is Young, Young Justice, Justice is which is good, out. but you know, up highs and lows with Young Justice. Highs and lows with Young Justice. Oh my god, Young Justice comes back this week. It does. Oh, man. I'm going to miss so much while I'm in Arizona. Because mm-hmm. I won't be able to watch. I'm going to come back and I'm going to have to watch Moon Knight, Atlanta, and Young Justice. Price is on the can, though. Price on the can, though. Um, what was I going to say? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd asked me who the big Marvel 3 were when I was a child, I would have said... Spider-Man, because he's never going away. Uh, Wolverine and the Hulk. Yep. Yep. But now it's Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Captain America. America. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I don't. I mean, I don't dislike it. I don't know. I yeah. I miss whenever like people would make Silver Surfer references all the time. You know. Yeah. And I know that there was a decent amount of that was way before my time, but yeah. like Silver Surfer was in the public consciousness, you know? Yeah. And like people knew like really knew about Storm. People really knew about Jubilee and like these different X Men characters. People cared about like the Storm, Fantastic. Storm, Halle Berry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um I love the Fantastic Four. I'm really into them. 
And I wish I'm worried about how John Watts is going to handle them. I mean, yeah, I understand it. Hopefully the the studio doesn't uh, rob him of any creative ideas he comes up with for a movie again. Yeah, man. (laughs) Um, The MCU fills me with so much trepidation these days. Yeah. Where, like, Multiverse of Madness, I'm certain will be good, right? Yeah. I feel like they let Sam Raimi fully do his thing for the most part. Because stylistically, it's looking pretty great. So I'm excited. You know what I mean? But other than that, every announced MCU project has me going, hmm, I really hope this turns out okay. Yeah. I, I I can't think of anything like off the top of my head right now where I'm like, I'm certain this will be good and I won't be like, oh no, why did you do that? You know? Blade. I hope so. We'll see. Blade. We haven't seen anything from Blade yet. Well, yeah, they're still casting people. All they got is Mahershala, uh, my boy Delroy, yeah, and some other guy. I don't remember who though. This is my thing though, cause like, and we'll circle back to me reading Nightwing eventually, but, yeah. uh. I don't know how to be excited for Marvel things anymore. The MCU, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Marvel um, large, but... Because even if, like, we do a whole new Spider-Man trilogy, I don't know how you... Like, I have to see what that first movie in the trilogy will be. Yeah. And then, even then, at the end of the trilogy, if you're like, alright, no more Tom Holland, time for Miles Morales, I'm not excited. I'm just nervous. Yeah, me too. Um... And then, like, I'm not excited. Because, like, what's 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 even coming out? Because they announced so much. Thor's coming out later this year, and we don't even have a, a, a trailer for it. Thor scares me so much. Yeah? I'm so terrified for Thor. Because yeah. I love female Thor, Lady Thor. Yeah. Uh, Jane Foster. The Mighty right? Thor. The Mighty Thor, yes. I'm really, I'm really glad they, they gave her that title. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I love Jane Foster's Thor. I read a whole bunch of those. Um and I love Gore the God Butcher and his story. It's amazing. And like Taika Waititi does a good job with his Thor movie that he did. But Taika Waititi's a very funny man. Mhm. Gore the God Butcher is not a funny story. You know what I mean? I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that Taika isn't going to take it seriously. No, I mean, sure. But at the same time, like, compared to what the Ragnarok comic is. Sure. Which is an amazing book. I love that story as well. But, like, and the movie's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. And it still has its heavy moments and, like big things that happen, you know? Yeah, but, I, don't think it, I don't think it being funny robs it of any of its... Like, no, not necessarily, but, like, it is not as heavy as I think the Ragnarok story should be. Sure. Um, And I'm worried about Gore the God Butcher because that's my favorite Thor story, right? 
Okay, well, let me ask you this, though. Yeah, what's up? Let's say they introduce Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, right? That's one thing that gives me hope, because I think Christian Bale wouldn't want to do it unless there was, like, a, a depth to it. I hope. I think he's under that kind of. I, th- I think he's under that part of his career where he's he's doing things now. Yeah, maybe. Because they haven't. No, wait. Did he win that Oscar? I forget for the fighter. I don't remember. Um. So I I hope he's entered his uh his uh I'm gonna just do things part of his career, but let me ask you this. So let's say let's say Gore the God Butcher comes on screen, mm-hmm. and he's exactly the menacing presence that you want him to be from the comic books i guess or whatever he does all the things whatever right and then he says i have to return some videotapes what do you do <laughs> i stand up in my seat and start applauding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just... You, you fully understand what what nicole kidman means when she says heartbreak feels in a good feels good in a place like this <laughs> That's so much funnier because he screwed it up. Shut up. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I... There's... It's not just how menacing he is. It's it's his philosophy. I don't, I don't, you know? I don't know. I don't know about this character I know, that I you're know. telling me about. I'm just saying, like, there's a depth to this character, and I, I no longer believe in the MCU's ability to sit down with a current project and be like how do we make this one thing as it is the best thing it can be because i and there's been mcu stuff that i've loved but i feel like the purpose of making an mcu movie is to sell the next movie or tv show Mm -hmm. and it's like that's fine because i enjoy the stuff it's fun Sometimes mm. it has things to say. Sometimes it's, you know, really interesting and provides mm. interesting things to think about. WandaVision. Right. But the intention always feels like, and in the next movie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I like setting stuff up. I like theorizing about the next thing, but I want to be able to sit back at the end of the thing I just saw and have a lot to say about the thing I just saw, not about the thing that could happen next. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I noticed that it was starting to lose that leading up to Infinity War. Yeah. Where I started to realize, like, every time I come out of one of these movies, I'm like, so next up, it'll be this, or maybe this thing will happen, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, well, what about the thing I just watched just now, you know? How um, how good or meaningful is that? Even the shows have this problem. What's up? Even the shows have the problem. They do. I feel like WandaVision has it maybe the least. No, because then you're like, because if you know Wanda's going to show up in Doctor Strange, you're like, well, I just mean like Wanda going to do. And then White Vision goes to do stuff. And yeah, then, that's true. Um, what's her name? Tiana Paris. Yeah. Um, Monica Rambeau. You're like, oh, OK, well, she's a superhero now because of whatever. But I feel like knowing that none of these things lead into, like, the next movie or a next season. The next movie as in, like, the next Scarlet Witch movie, because there isn't one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this was the only WandaVision experience we were going to get. 
So they yeah. made it that. Sure. And yeah, they're yeah, set up to you. other stuff, but like it's that. Loki's getting yeah. another season. We're gonna get more Falcon and the Winter Soldier in some form. Captain uh, America Four. Right, as Captain America Four or as another mm. season of the show. I don't Inf- know what. No, it's as it's Captain America Four that was confirmed. Okay. Unfortunately written by the showrunner of Falcon mm. Winter Soldier. Um Well hey, if they have I don't know who's gonna direct it though. If they have the you know all their plot points that they can use and don't get a big one taken away that strips their villain of a big important stuff. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be better. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you get what I mean, where it's everything is about the next thing and not about the thing that we just made. Yeah. How about this Um, current experience? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean Loki Loki is like here here look forward to the next season of the thing and then see how that bleeds into everything else. It does. Even Hawkeye is like, hey, here's this kind of self-contained story about um this new version of Haw- or this new Hawkeye that we're setting up. Mm-hmm. But also here's Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which and, is fun. And the but Echo like, show that we're gonna get and you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. And then Shang Chi's very weird because they're like, "Hey, bro, you just woke something up when you when these rings switched hands, basically, or whatever." And you know, get ready. And it's like, cool. I don't know what that means, but but all right. Yeah. Shang Chi was better at it, though. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, and because well, most of the time it's it most too. of the, yeah no both of those movies are are very good at being like we're gonna focus on what's going on right now. This is our thing, and yeah. whatever's set up can have bigger ramifications for the universe, but it's still our thing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like I came away from Eternals being like having a lot to say about the movie that I just saw, and then being like, yeah, I'm excited to see Kit Harrington as the Black Knight, and you know it was cool right. hearing Blade and. This stuff was cool, but like the yeah. most that I had to say was about the movie I just watched. Yeah. I just like, realized something. What's up? We have to talk about the Joker scene. Oh, we do. Yeah. Let's wrap up this Marvel talk and then get to and then I'll say a little bit about Nightwing and then end on Joker. Okay. Um, but yeah, like Shang-Chi's really good at being just about that movie for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a stinger for stuff, you know, more stuff at the end. But I didn't come away from the movie being like, let's talk about this, let's talk about that. It was like, yeah. here's the thing I just saw. Yeah. <coughs> and then the funny enough, the problem with both of those movies are their decision to make the stakes as big as they are. Yeah. So it's funny that while being their own thing they become too much of their own thing that it makes the rest of the universe trivial. It, it does it in a weird way. Yeah, I agree. But I'm really glad we, we just got the Batman because it's like, that is such a small scale story in the grand scheme of the world. Yeah. But it doesn't matter any less and it doesn't affect the quality in the slightest. Yeah. I mean, like, it's very much this is Batman's world. Like, yeah. Gotham, <laughs> Gotham yeah, yeah, of course. falls apart. And you're like, oh, no, this is Gotham. Because, like, of course he's not like, oh, I gotta... Like, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to see globetrotting Batman with this Batman, per se. At least not right now or in the next movie. Yeah, I agree. But but it, but it 
you know, it's it's very much this is what's going on in Gotham. Here's how we're dealing with it. Um, and then even then you're like, oh, who's the next villain going to be? But they don't set up like, oh, he's out of this. Here comes Mr. Freeze. Yeah, it wasn't like everything's flooded and then Killer Croc's eyes come out of the water. Yeah. Or like some mud starts swirling in the corner and you're like, clay yeah. face. You know, it's not that. It's just like, this is the end of the movie and there's and the only... opportunities for stuff. Yeah. Next. And then the only moment the only moment that would feel like that is the scene where they're like, yo, Joker exists. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> and I'm forever grateful to Matt Reeves for two reasons now. Uh, the first reason is that he was like, yeah, that scene was just to be like, Batman and the Joker have met already, and it's mm-hmm. happened. And yeah. the other reason is, I'm glad that he cut the Joker scene that was yes. going to be in there. Yes. Like, really glad. Yes. So let's talk um, about it. No, Nightwing, hold on. I segued so good. But you ignored what I said. I'm sorry. But I did a really good job. Well, let's talk about what could possibly happen in the Batman sequel. Robin, but more important than Robin, Nightwing. There we go. There I you did go. it. Good job. Okay, I saved you brought it, it back. I, I saved the show. You saved the show. We did yeah. it, Patrick. Yeah. Now I just gotta slap you to stop. Yeah. Um, stop. Tom Taylor's Nightwing is really good, and I'm very happy that I can say that because it's the first DC thing in a while. That's not a black label or miniseries. Well, no, I take that back because I do like I read the first issue of John's Superman thing. Um, but it's the first DC thing in a while that's not black label related or like some time jump big event thing that I'm like, yo, this is really good. Because I told you before leading up to it uh, that the vibe that all of the art and all of the talk around it made me made me think of mark wade's daredevil run um and it feels like that it feels like that because it's there's a sense of there's this sense of whimsy while still being very serious because the things happening at hand are very important yeah um but bloodhaven despite the fact that it's bloodhaven still feels very vibrant and it's it's very like the art is amazing, Bruno Redondo, and it's I'm not gorgeous. sure if he's Every... I'm not sure if he's the the colorist as well. Yeah. I, but just beautiful work. Every issue, every panel I've seen, all the covers, everything in that book is just so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and I like I like Tom Taylor is one of the few people I trust that actually handle legacy characters. Yeah. Me um. Too. Because, because Dick is very much, he, they, what is it? There's a point in, I think the beginning where they're just kind of like to summarize, you know, this is the new run. This is what happened. And this is who I am. Right. And Dick talks about his parents and then his dad and then his other dad. Cause he's talking about Bruce and Alfred being his two dads basically. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and a lot of the book is about his, the impact he had that Alfred had on him. Um, because as you know, Alfred, uh, has died because Bane snapped his neck. Um, and Alfred left him. It doesn't, uh, I mean, it sucks that 
that Alfred is dead, but you know, um, Alfred Thomas Wayne killed Alfred. I don't like that. Okay. I I don't want to talk about the Thomas Wayne part, but Bane fine. It's better than it being the Joker. Um, Okay. That's a low bar. (laughs) That's a really low Um, bar. Let out. I mean, listen, I have no problem with Alfred dying. Don't speak to me. No, listen. I don't want hey, to. Hey, you like Batman Beyond. But the way they handle... We've talked about this on the show. The no, way I they know. Handle but, like, but like at the same time, like I have no problem with Alfred's death being something that matters. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel truly grotesque. In the moment, I'm like, this is a little bit much. But at the effect afterwards, I think it's fine. Okay, but um, artists, uh, artists handling another artist's decision and then making the outcome better is one thing we it happens all the time in comics but that doesn't mean that the initial decision is good i think for real i don't i think it's fine i think how it was done is a bit much i just i don't like the whole vibe of like now Damian Wayne here's how we punish you you watch Alfred look, get murdered in front of you. I like look, I like a lot of Tom King's Batman in theory. There are a lot of things that I'm like I don't know what you're doing here. I don't I don't like what you're doing here. So I am perfectly fine in the position I am to be like I like the idea, I do not like the execution. Fine. I disagree. Carry on. Um but Alfred leaves dick a billion dollars yes sir because alfred um you know a lot of money went to him you know being bruce's caretaker he got a lot of shares and a lot of other things a lot of investments whatnot um and dick's even like why why would a billionaire decide to be a butler for the rest of his life and and babs is like well yeah but is it that was Bruce's dad, basically. Yeah, like all that kind of stuff, right? Family. Yeah. Um and so the the first arc or the first volume I'd say, because I, I, I assume what they have up on DC Universe Infinite, which is where I read it, um, is the first volume. They do a lot because they establish you know Bloodhaven corrupt. Just like obviously. That's just, like that's just how it is, right? Um Nightwing trying to do what he can, you know, lots of shifting in power. They set up some things um, like the new mayor is uh, Dick's sister, um, mm. which is which is which is crazy. Spoilers for um, Tom Taylor's Nightwing. Yes. Um, they introduce a new character, a new villain called Heartless, who we haven't really got into his whole mm. deal. Um, but he's scary. Um, and then we establish this thing of like Dick being like, I'm going to, I'm going to, what do I do with this money? Right. And immediately he's like, I'm going to help people. I just got to figure out how I got to do this. So he talks to, I really like this. He decides to talk to Leslie Tompkins, to Lucius, to the Titans and then he decides to talk to Superman because he's like, how do I like, what am I, you know, what am I supposed to 
what to do here, right? And so essentially he's starting some sort of um like some sort of like support thing and their immediate goal is to remove all of the homeless I said remove is the wrong word but like how's how's the homeless and you know remove help help get homeless. people remove the homeless put them on the boat where did the boat go um oh my gosh that's something my that's something my cousin of mine said to me once. It was really funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's the immediate goal, and they're like, "Why not do this?" And he's like, "Well, this is the issue at hand, and then by getting through with this, we can, you know, go from here." Blah blah blah. Right? And that that was like this is like the last of the thing, and he didn't want to talk to he didn't want to talk to Bruce about this. And after this, you know, announcement and like initial statement, whatever, um, Bruce calls him and he's like, you know, I'm proud of you. And like, all like all that kind of stuff. And it's really cool. Um, love it when Bruce Wayne is proud of his kids and treats them right. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff going on in that arc. And I'm, not annoyed per se, because I don't really know what happens, but immediately after that, like the second volume of Tom Taylor's Nightwing is uh, Batman tie-in stuff. It's Fear State, which I don't know what that's about. Um, yeah. But I'm like, oh, you like really killing my mood with jumping immediately into a crossover arc after all this setup for the actual, you know, contained solo arc so i'm like mm, i don't know um but yeah i can't wait to get in the rest of it art's amazing uh tom taylor tom taylor goaded can't wait to see what goes on in the rest of this um want to know more about heartless want to know how bruce is gonna not bruce want to know how dick is gonna help the city want to know more about his his sister um crazy wild time let's talk about the joker scene very briefly (laughs) that's the wrong laugh i know you think Um, i'm gonna remember barry keegan's laugh well enough to be able to pull off a good imitation right now yeah no i don't have it in me i'm sorry I don't like it. That's it? Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like the scene. I don't like... Because somebody uh, essentially photoshopped all... Because they never show you his face in its entirety. But somebody photoshopped it all together to essentially, you know, the amalgamation of what it it looks like. And I assume we might get a a photo of it one day. Yeah. Um, but I hate it's, it. It's really it's, yikes, it's, it's yeah. way too much. It it's is. so much, which is very odd considering the rest of the rest of the aesthetic of the movie. Like it feels like it goes against the aesthetic. It doesn't. It doesn't fit. Yeah. So when when we were doing the uh, the review for the Batman, yeah, uh, that's an episode fourteen. If you want to listen to that, yeah. Um, when we were doing that review, you were like, yeah, I don't like the look from what we can see of it here. And like, I'd seen it once in the movie theater 
and mm-hmm. it's all like behind the glass and you can't make any of it out really. And I was like, I well, don't I know. could, but I, I thought, cause at first you can just really see like his eyes and his eyes are fine. Right. Yeah. At least from like what you see in the movie. But then there's a part where like his head tilts up a little bit to where you can see his mouth. And it felt like they like made like some weird, like super prosthetic for his, his mouth and his face or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this looks, this doesn't look good. This looks really weird. I don't know why, why it looks like that. Right. And so now to see, like, obviously, like I said, they don't ever give us a full look, which I think is ridiculous. Honestly, I thought that was, it was really annoying to be like, yo, look at all the other stuff without yeah. really seeing his whole face. Yeah. Um. But he's got like some crazy skin condition patches his his hair is very patchy um and like his his mouth and like his teeth are messed up and i'm like bro can you just can and you just give me a guy condition that makes him smile permanently or whatever it was it's so it's stop trying to stop trying to make the joker like stop trying to add on a joker's gimmick man i we don't need gross slimy looking joker anymore for real Heath ledger did it the best we got it thank you because it wasn't even like super gross slimy he's just sweaty and he's just he's greasy dirty yeah. yeah he's greasy and dirty but like this joker is like oh look he's scarred and his fingers are all messed up in the back of his head and his it's patchy his hair and yeah. this thing and that thing and i'm like what if it was a guy in a prison jumpsuit and his skin was really, really pale and his hair was green and his lips were extra red. And he was evil. <laughs> and he was crazy. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And he can, like, establish his presence. We still haven't gotten comic book Joker on screen. What do you mean by that? Which of the three? Um, I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) an adaptation that is like... So the closest is obviously Nicholson, right? Because he's super twisted? Because he's just doing Cesar Romero, but, like, really messed up. Okay, yeah, Cesar Romero is the the comic book Joker. That's that's why I was asking. I was like, like, what do you mean? Yeah, we have with him. But I'm saying, like, in the modern. He's not... As yeah, no, yeah, sure. Um, Nicholson gets so much of it right. Mm-hmm. And like his his motives and his he's got his purple suit and he's white and his hair is green and he's got really red lips and he looks he's like a the sociopath. Yeah. 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 First homicidal artist. Yeah. You know, it's a he really does good take. And it's like, give me a bad guy who's a bad guy. He's not, you know, the smartest or the craziest yeah. or whatever. But, like, he... Give him enough presence. It doesn't That's have why... to be, you know, he's so gross to look at. He's, yeah. He's chilling because every time you look at him, you want to gag. Like, that... And I'm, I'm very glad that was everyone's takeaway on Twitter of, like, bro, yeah. can we just please go back to him just, like, jamming out to Prince and, like, shooting people? For like, real. That's, that's it. Like some um, people are like bring back gangster Joker, you know, and like him being. Well, that's 
that's that's the funny thing because I think that was that was what David Ayer and Jared Leto were going for, except rather than gangster Joker, it was gangsta Joker. Well, yeah, because David Ayer is the way that yeah. he is. Yeah. It's, yeah, because the look is bad, but there's almost an essence of the right thing. Of like, hey, yo, here's this really crazy Here's dude. a crime boss. Just, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't necessarily need crime boss Joker. I'd like to see him make his natural evolution from being like, I'm here to do bad. Here's my clown boys that I do bad things with. Yeah. Here's the gang. Here's yeah. a, you know, eventually Harley comes in and then me and Harley just do stuff together because we're chaotic and crazy. And then Harley leaves motive. me and I'm super obsessed with Batman. Like, take me down that path yeah. naturally. Jared but again, Leto's, the motivations they give Joker and Suicide Squad are like really whack. They're like Romeo and like, Juliet. Because he's like, Shut up. <laughs> Just, but like, that makes me double down on my statement. What is it? Because I remember David Ayer reacting to the, uh, David Ayer reacting to the backlash a little while after Suicide Squad. And he's like, you guys are right. I messed up. I should have made the villain, the Joker. And I'm oh like, my gosh. No. Why you still would the don't Joker get why be, you messed up. Why would the Joker be the villain that Amanda Waller is like? I need you to get. And that well, there and there is a storyline in which it's called Suicide Squad Get the Joker, in which Red Hood works together to with the Suicide Squad or whatever because I guess they have him. Me. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, that's a fun, cool, like black label, whatever. And it is a black label, like three parter, right. right? No, but I'm just saying, like, there's no. The Suicide Squad movie should yeah. not be let. Why is Amanda Waller being like get the Joker for the Suicide Squad movie, especially oh, when they're he, like these are the people, the criminals that we get to kill Superman? Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> we got Deadshot and Killer Harley Croc. Quinn, Killer Croc, Captain Slipknot. Boomerang. I Come forgot on, about man. Slipknot. Come on. I hate Slipknot because he's 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 so built to die. Mm-hmm. James Gunn did James Gunn did the the fake out squad correctly because you're like, yeah. bro, yeah, here no one's gonna care about these dudes, and the only one that you do really care about in the moment is Boomer because he's a, a a a veteran. Why did they do him like that? Yeah, it makes me sad, but I mean that's the point. Um, yeah. it's unfortunate, but but I get it. Um. Because, like, having one guy who just very clearly is like, yeah, I'm here to die or whatever. Yeah. Like, I fully believed, like, okay, that was my favorite thing about The Suicide Squad. It was like, all right, everyone's here. If we get into any, if we get into any heat, someone can die, but who knows who will. Then when we firmly enter the third act, I'm like, anyone can die. Yeah. Anyone can die. Anybody. <laughs> and I'm annoyed that it was just Polka Dot Man. Peacemaker. R.I.P. Abner. No, bro. Rick Flag died. Oh, uh, Rick Flag. Put some died respect died. on his name. I meant like more of like actual squad members and not, you know. But I I remembered and it made me sad. Yeah. Anyway, Joker scene sucks. Batman would not go to the Joker for help. Right. This is okay. This is the part that I want to talk about, right? Yeah. So the way that the Batman 
would interact with the Joker to be like, I, I want to be able to profile this criminal isn't, okay, here's the evidence. What do you think about this guy, right? Yeah. He might show him things or say things, but what he's doing is like gauging Joker's reaction. Yes. There's things Joker will say of his own volition. There's a way that Batman will manipulate the situation and be like, you know, Joker can tell me stuff about this guy based on what he sees, but it can't be like, here is the case file, the Joker. Yeah. What do you think about the Riddler? Yeah. And then the Riddler, then then Joker just tells him and he's like, well, pal, I think you two are the same. And it's like, well, there's all the subtext of the movie <laughs> sort yeah. of pulled yeah. away in this moment. And it's, I don't know. I, I'm really glad they cut the scene. It doesn't fit well with the movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's just the wrong vibe, and I I totally get the temptation to do a Batman and Joker scene in your Batman movie. Well, of course, yeah. Like I get it a hundred percent, but I'm glad that he you know watched it back and was like, no, that doesn't fit, and they got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want him in a purple suit, white all over. You know, looking like he does. Yes. I yeah. I just I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I was excited to see it when I heard that they were dropping. Oh no! It. Yeah, it I sounded like it, a fun. Like... It sounded like a fun. Like oh yeah, deleted scene, whatever. And then watching it, I was like, I get it. And it's unfortunate that I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm glad. There's there's things in their interaction that I like. There's stuff in the writing that I enjoyed, right? Yeah, no, yeah, there are moments. I love when like, he's yeah, like, cool. you know, he hands him the case file. I don't like that he hands him the case file, but when he does, he's like, you know, here, blah, blah, blah. And Joker is like, I think I get off on this stuff? He's like, you don't? He's like, are there pictures? And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's a good, that's a good that's Joker good. line. Yeah. You know, and there's characterization that's okay. But there's also this, like, here they are, Batman and the Joker, and they're talking to each other. Do you get it? Yeah. And I'm like, that it it would have impacted the movie in the way that I enjoy it if I saw it in the theater. I would have been like, hmm. Because the capacity yeah. to which we get Joker in the movie works perfectly. Even if I don't like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can acknowledge that it's like, this is well, the no, yeah, that I, there I for, appreciate. I appreciate, well. even though it's not inherently clear through the movie. Like you have to listen to Matt Reeves be like, "Yeah, I just wanted to show he exists." You know. Um. Yeah, I. I want to make. I'm gonna say it here now on the podcast. We need to add a scene to our Batman movie. Okay. And that scene is matches Malone. No. No, I'm kidding. That scene is we don't talk about Bruno, but it's the Joker. I'm going to leave again. That's fine cuz I think the podcast is over. Yeah. Yeah. We freestyled as much as we can. We did. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of Foiled Again. Thank you. Uh, this one, as you can tell, was even less structured 
than the last one. Yeah. Um, but you know, busy, busy times in our lives right now. Just stuff going down. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully next week we can uh we can we, do the thing we have and we to. can put this behind us. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, hold on. That's night watch for this week. <laughs> Shut up. Um. But yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, if you would like to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at FoiledAgainCast. Uh, if you'd like to follow Justin, he's at Kylo Reese on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at K.Cruz. How would you change um, product at the same dang time? Justin should be streaming at some point in the near future. Next week. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Kylo Reese. I believe I don't have my here. work schedule yet, but I'm a, but I'm gonna work around it. We yeah, gonna figure, figure it out. You gonna do it? Um, I have a short story let's, that's out. Come on, Mama, let's research. Come on, Mama, let's research. Uh, I have a fantasy short story that's out that's been published. Um, it's my pin tweet, my Twitter at k dot cruise, uh, and it's in a publication called Corner Bar Magazine. It's the January 2021 issue, I believe. So yeah, check that out. Um, please give the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and uh, recommend the show to a friend. Be like, hey, you like Batman? Hey, you like video games? Hey, you like... You like celebrity gossip? <laughs> you like Will Smith? Um, you know, recommend our show and be like, hey, check us out. Um, but yeah. We will see you all next time for our final Batman thing, actually this time. Actually this time. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>